sometimes there's a temptation, I think, to see ourselves as individual clusters. And you get hung up on how big of a cluster are you, or are you maybe an almond sliver, or whatever. And I think what we're forgetting there is that we are all part of the same bowl of cereal. Hello, welcome to the Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. My name is Justin McRoy, and I'm a cereal enthusiast. And my name is Dan Goubert, and I am a serial necromancer of sorts, reanimating the memories of treasured cereals past and never really shutting up about them. Um, I, uh, I am so excited to be back with you again, Dan. What we're going to do with this uh, podcast is it's a meditative podcast about cereal. What that means is that for the next 30 minutes or so, you can just sort of relax. The news is slow out there, but hey, that doesn't uh, bother us, does it? Because we're, we're just hanging. We're just hanging together. And, and it doesn't matter what the news is. It doesn't matter what the reviews are like. The important thing is that we're taking the time to take care of yourself. That's fantastic. Uh, first up, though, Dan, without any of my uh, my, my rambling, um, tell me about these uh, new pebbles. Where do they come up with this stuff? Well, <laughs> new is kind of doing a lot of heavy lifting in that. Uh, we've got an, a quote-unquote new variety of Winterfest Fruity Pebbles, a limited edition, and they are red and green Fruity Pebbles. And that's wow. For Christmas. What they are, I don't really know what Winterfest necessarily means. I mean, means. I think it's cowardice, Daniel. If I can be honest, I think it's cowardice. I think that you can't, you can't pretend that this is a holiday non-specific winter cereal, and then dye it red and green. You simply can't. Okay, but can you blame the the Pebbles team and the Flintstones when they lived long before the time of Jesus Christ? How were they supposed to know about okay, Christmas? Honestly, Dan, that's a freaking great point. And that's <laughs> why people listen to this podcast is because I just I I think it's so weird how they always advertise like, don't worry, it tastes the same. Mm-hmm. It's a, don't worry, we didn't change it. It's just a different color. Well, it, it just seems like when they were trying new flavors for a while, they were like, check out our new vanilla birthday cake, whatever. And then yeah. when people were like, wow, we really don't like that because it doesn't taste good. Yeah. Like, fine, we just, we just won't change anything ever at all then. You can just you can just keep your Fruity Pebbles exactly as you like. I mean, it's them. a very good flavor. I'm not going to take it away good. from it. It's good. It's good. The, the Pebbles Empire specifically has, you know breached so many other foodstuffs at this point right. from waffles to cakes and pancakes and syrups and all that jazz that it's like how many more worlds does pebbles have left to conquer I'm, these these uh like dyed jobs put me off because i think that the flavor of fruity pebbles is perfectly matched to the aesthetics of fruity pebbles mm-hmm. by which i mean i hate it when rice krispies adopt like spring colors and you're like oh that's fun and then you eat them and they just taste like rice krispies there's a dissonance there tastes like beige (laughs) well yeah there's a dissonance there i can't i can't get into i know it's such a deep like psychological association between color and flavor that it's really hard to break and i don't know i mean they 
they've done like candy corn pebbles and like sugar cookie pebbles in the past, which were all very good. So they do have the capacity and the technology to go even farther with this, but it seems like they're playing it safe this year. Yeah, that is that is uh, unfortunate. Um, and, and folks, believe it or not, even despite our not recording for like a month, that is all the news that is, <laughs> that is fit to print. Right, it's, uh, it's been slow. It's been slow, but there's still a, a hotly anticipated cereal and a cereal that we can uh, <laughs> review for you. Dan, we have been over the moon about this, waiting for this moment. Tell me literally everything you can about Gingerbread Toast Crunch. Well, it is out now, and I found it at Target, and you probably could too if you went to Target. Um, And, you know, obviously it's not even Halloween quite yet, but the Christmas cereals are already rolling out. I found this sandwiched in between Christmas Crunch, uh, which also has a new box art featuring the eerie, uncanny CGI Cap'n, mm. uh, as well as they brought back, can you believe it, General Mills brought back fan favorite. People wouldn't stop talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> oh, cereal. No. Oh, <laughs> of God. all the cereals to bring back, I can't believe that what one's a back on shelves. Okay. If you don't recall, that is just Cocoa Puffs with Marshmallows, essentially billing itself as a hot cocoa cereal, which is, you know, one of the biggest rhetorical scams in cereal history in my opinion but the point is that gingerbread toast crunch stands out from those by actually having a unique flavor and bringing a unique approach to the table delivering this this promise of gingerbread toast crunch that i have been been pining for for many christmas trees worth of pine (laughs) and i want I really want to tell you that I love it and it's the best thing that I've ever had, but it's only pretty good. And it's because wow. I, I know I don't like it's, you're going to like it when you taste it. It's very tasty. They just didn't quite go hard enough with the, the ginger flavor. There's mm. not even really like a distinct ginger ginger, nor is there like a particularly distinct molasses it's like the idea and the concept of all that is there but it's all very vague and nebulous and again i'm not going to expect that a breakfast cereal can multi-dimensionally translate all the intricacies of an actual decadent dessert but i was hoping for a bit more articulation in those ingredients specifically and instead what you're left with is uh something that at its core mostly just tastes like cinnamon toast crunch, just normal cinnamon toast crunch, but with its coziness factor cranked up like 20%. Like I would definitely take this over normal cinnamon toast crunch any day. You've got a little bit more brown sugariness to it, a little more warmth, and definitely in the aftertaste, as you keep eating more of it, there is a building sense of spice. Again, Mm. I couldn't point to that and be definitively like, that is ginger, that tastes like a gingerbread man. It just tastes holiday spiced, very cozy, very nice, very comforting, great to curl up with a blanket around a fireplace with. And in milk too, that mildly spicy end milk is very, very nice. Uh, But again, I think just because I've been waiting so long for this, that the ideal gingerbread toast crunch that I've built up in my mind's eye slash mind's 
tongue, uh, maybe couldn't even possibly be delivered upon by reality. So it might be the fault of my own over-expectation. But I think also, and this was kind of inevitable from the beginning, my my tastes have just been poisoned by Cinegram Toast Crunch. Mm. There's just no going back. There's no closing that Pandora's box. Once I tasted what Cinnamon Toast Crunch could be like with a Graham base, the regular wheat and rice recipe just doesn't, it just doesn't hold up. And it always is going to make me wonder how much better it could have been if they had just used that base. And I was reflecting on this yesterday that obviously I understand why they called it Cinegram Toast Crunch, but if they had instead just made it a Cinnamon Golden Graham cereal... Mm-hmm. That would have, A, been huge for Golden Graham's branding because they never get spinoffs, and B, I probably would never have had this lasting association with the Toast Crunch line and that Graham flavor base, and I might have enjoyed Gingerbread Toast Crunch all that much more. So mm. that, that little butterfly effect in cereal history I think is going to have ramifications on my psyche for years to come, but still worth a try. Yeah, I'll definitely try it. Um, I wanted to briefly mention, I just randomly picked this up at the store. Um, it's from a company called Ratio. Ratio. Hmm. Uh, and the, the full title is Ratio Keto-Friendly Maple Almond Crunch Cereal. Wow. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Um, so they didn't go too hard on the branding for this product. What does it look like? I, I Paint me a picture. Okay, so imagine... So imagine... Um, you got some square pieces that are, you know, similar in profile to like a cinnamon toast crunch shape. And then you got some clusters and you got some slivered almonds. Um, and there are a lot of competitors in this, in this space. Um, this is to say nothing for the actual like low carb or keto ways of eating at all. I, I'm not a dietitian. I'm, I don't know. Everybody's got their own thing, but if you're trying to, you know, if you're somebody who's sensitive about the amount of sugar, you know, there's a bunch of these cereals that are trying to, and they always advertise, you know, it's the taste you remember from childhood, but with none of the sugar, it's not, it's not the taste. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it is, it has the, the flavor. If it is what you remember from childhood, that is, it is dilapidated and weathered with the ravages of time. Um, there are, you know, and some are better than others. Um, you know, Magic Spoon has a lot of varieties. They're in this line. Catalina Crunch is in this vibe. Um, I'm sure there's others. Uh, you know, more of the big companies have gotten into it with, like, Wonderworks, Keto, or whatever. Um, the thing that I think is kind of interesting about this cereal is that a lot of those uh, cereals, like Special K Zero, right, are striving for um, getting to, like, the lowest possible number of carbohydrates. Um, just getting that number is, like, as low as humanly possible. Uh, and ratio keto uh, is, I think, going for more of like a brand, uh, a, bl- a blend, a balance of you know people that are into like macros, so balancing your protein mm. and net carbs and sugar and fat and all that stuff. Um, so I think that they're not chasing after that like lowest humanly possible, and are instead trying to make a cereal that's you know kind of. A little more balanced, I guess, as far as that stuff goes with the, the ingredients and sugar content and stuff. How does it taste, though, Justin? Um, it's fine. I mean, uh, the, the what I like about it is that it gets out of that. Sometimes you ever eat one of those keto cereals and there's like an uncanny valley where you're like, 
this is what cereal would taste like in the metaverse. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like if I were a hungry computer program. Yes, exactly. It's like this isn't really food, but I can see how you made it in a cereal shape. This feels a bit more like food. Thanks to like the clusters and the almonds. It feels like you're actually eating a a real food product, which is nice. Um, The flavor is more mild than I would like. Um, I I, I think it's a weird. I think it's a weird omission to cut down on like flavor and spice when that is something that's very easy to do in a, mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't impact sugar. You know what I mean? Um, and that's where a lot of those places overcompensate. They've, they've slathered with like a fake zero sugar, you know, frosting or whatever. And this mm-hmm. is not doing that, but um, it's, it's pleasant. It's, it's more pleasant than a lot of those. And the, the textural variety is nice too. That's not something that a lot of these keto cereals do. They basically get a piece a single piece where they can cut the sugar and carbs as much as possible, and then and then that's the cereal. But this has a blend, which is nice. And uh, there's another for variety um, of of this keto. The ratio makes uh, they also make a vanilla almond crunch, and I guess there's a cinnamon cranberry almond crunch mm-hmm. uh, that you can go for too. Yeah, I feel like keto cereal is just something that I have to accept is not for me, and. Mm-hmm is not ever going to be for me. So I can't, I, I, I don't want to necessarily express my opinions and knock people who do follow this diet and are looking for something totally different from me as I muse about whether there should be more graham flour in my gingerbread flavored sugary cereal. Yeah. There's, there's some people that just have dietary need, you know, that, that yeah. are need to keep their sugar low um, and still want to eat cereal and, you know, more power to them. So um, if you if you were to rank all of the sort of alternative more wellness based cereal lines, which would you say is the most overall tasty? Oh man, that's really tough actually because generally speaking of the ones I tried, I feel like they all have their like banger, you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. all have one that's like, oh, pretty good. Um like if I'm going um Magic Spoon, like they have a peanut butter that's pretty mm-hmm. good. I like the Magic Spoon peanut butter. I don't know if you've ever tried that one. Um, uh, Catalina Crunch has a fruit flavor that's actually pretty good. And the, I would say overall, like Catalina Crunch is like probably the best to to eat with your mouth. Hmm. Um, if you're if, if you're going to do that. Um, the Wonder Work cereals are fine. They're just a little flat, I, I think. And they they have a, a, is that what it's called? Wonder Works? Wonder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That reminds, there's like, also a kids museum <laughs> that's that's called that and uh it's confusing but um of the ones i tried I, i'd say those are that's that's sort of where i'm at and how much did this ratio cereal set you back per box dang that is a great question dan <laughs> looks like we're starting at according to the website they're starting at seven dollars a box um which is it's high but like magic spoon is going to charge you 12 you know it's like yeah. it's it's tough they're really they're they're pricing out a lot of people i think with these um but you know i mean magic spoon's got all that podcast and youtube sponsorship money yeah thank god we don't do those otherwise they'd be they'd be all over us that'd be conflict of interest city yeah right <laughs> so dan that's it but that's not a show right that's not a podcast <laughs> So I would love for you to walk me through this this uh, this concept that you have for the uh, the second half of our program. Yeah. So I was wondering what we could do in these uh, these this drought of serial news, and I thought 
What better way than to channel one of my favorite movies to watch around this time of year, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Ugh, and do a little time warp and go back to a time before this podcast, but while I was still writing about serial news for my blog and sort of, you know, you know, also sort of inspired by how this radio station near me will play like the original 80s top 40 or whatever broadcast countdowns. And we can we can walk back to the grand old retro year of 2015 uh, and see what was uh, on my radar and in my bowl at that time of year, specifically yeah. in the sort of September, October, November spread. Um, All right, well, let's step into the, the time machine. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> you know, I was at New York Comic Con a couple weeks ago. Susan Sarandon was there doing photo ops with Tim Curry. You can go in and get your photo with the two of them. Do you tell them that you had a serial podcast? No, they weren't interested in meeting me. It's weird. <laughs> it's like just because I uh, uh, huddled in the shadows whenever <laughs> Susan Saranda was around so she wouldn't make eye contact with me because I was too nervous to talk to her. Just because of that, she didn't come talk to me. It's really Dang. weird. Uh, so first up, Dan, we got some exciting news eight years ago. There is a, uh, tell me about this Cinnamon Toast Crunch selfie spoon. <laughs> I don't know if I should be talking about this in the present tense or the past tense or what. I think this is a special deleted episode from 2015. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're never going to believe this. You know how you can take like selfies with your cell phone, right? Where it's yeah. like a picture of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, is they, they want to help you do that while you're eating cereal. So oh they're my launching gosh. Who doesn't thing. want to see that? They're calling it a selfie spoon. And I don't know if you've seen these selfie sticks that they got. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be the hot new thing among kids and hip and happening young folks where you would sort of attach it to your phone and you can hold it from far away. So it kind of looks like someone's taking a picture of you, but you're still taking a picture of yourself. I just feel like that's going to get so annoying to see people with those just wandering around with their, you know, phones on the, on sticks. Me personally, I love social media. I'm loving hearing what other people have to say <laughs> online, and I think I always web. will. Yeah. Uh, so, they they actually sent me one. Cinnamon Toast Crunch sent me their selfie spoon, which is a spoon with a sort of telescoping end to it that you can hook your phone onto, as well as a little Bluetooth remote, so that I can take a picture while I'm eating my cereal. And if you look on my blog here, I've got you do have a, blog. a little That's cool. extremely high-resolution photo of myself taken on my the hottest new phone of the year, my Droid Mini. I think I got like <laughs> half a megapixel in this camera here. Wow. Uh, Huge. And my hair is pretty pretty short and flat. Maybe it'll be more voluminous someday. Well, but I can help. I, I, I bet that this is going to take off really hard and say like eight years from now, people are still going to be using their selfie spoons to share photos of them eating cereal. Maybe by then we'll even have that gingerbread toast crunch that I've been wanting so bad. <laughs> now, now, Dan, uh, I have to tell you the, the payoff, the prestige of this uh, next story you got here about Lucky Charms. The three, without getting too far ahead of ourselves... If you'll peruse the uh, the photos <laughs> at the bottom, there is indeed one of you using a selfie stick to capture your <laughs> Yeah. So they this caught is, on so quick. 
This is crazy. You know how they got marshmallows and Lucky Charms, right? Yeah, I love it. It's like the best part. I wish they would just sell to me just the marshmallows. You always wanted that. And then, so now Lucky Charms is giving away 10, only 10 boxes of marshmallows only. This is huge. That's huge. And to do it, you have to enter this contest where you send in photos of yourself with an imaginary box of just marshmallows. And I, of course, have employed my Cinnamon Toast Crunch selfie stick to submit my entries. And I'm really just hoping that I win, because I can't, I can't even conceive of a future where Lucky Charms would just sell these normally. That would totally diminish the novelty of there only being 10 of these boxes. It would be irresponsible, too. I mean, if I could say that, it would be irresponsible. Yeah, so I'm excited to enter this contest. Now, Dan, we were talking about last week about the Monster Cereal Castle, where they're putting uh, images uh, on the back of the Monster Cereals, just the three that have, that are always the three. And um looks like you actually went out and, and made this thing. You made this dang castle. So this is great. I really like cereal boxes that have a layer of interactability. Sure. And so this year's Monster... Most do. Yeah, this year's Very Monster solid. Cereal Boxes... <laughs> Uh, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and Booberry. On the back, they have these different, like, components of a grander cereal castle. Uh, wow. And so, if you cut out, if you buy all three and cut out the back of all of them, you can construct them into this amazing sort of uh, actual playset. And there's even little cardboard monsters you can cut out and set up little dioramas. And if you look closely, there's even little Easter eggs on the boxes that nod to the existence of Fruit Brute and <laughs> Yummy Mummy. Somewhere in the ether. <laughs> yeah. As always, I hope they come back someday. Don't and hold your breath. As always, I hope that there's a girl character that they add to. Never. And next up, uh, damn, we've got, uh, oh, a little sneak preview, a little look ahead. Yeah, so Kellogg's has already announced what cereals they're going to be dropping next year in 2016. Uh, the good dropping, not the bad drop. Yeah. <laughs> the bad dropping, not the quit making. So this kind of happens near the end of every year. It doesn't usually happen this early uh, in the year where the cereal companies will just give you a smorgasbord of everything that's coming out in the new year and just to get us all excited and tempted. And... This year from Kellogg's, or next year from Kellogg's, or, yeah, next year from Kellogg's, uh, the most exciting one, I would say, is this Jif PB&J cereal. Now, I've always been a huge PB&J head, and, you know, Jif kind of is killing the cereal game with their their existing peanut butter cereal. Yeah. Um, Long may it rain. Yeah, for real. Uh, honestly, I think that the, the Jif cereal is better than even like a peanut butter crunch in terms of peanut butterness. It's just really creamy and sweet. Uh, and, you know, adding like a strawberry puff to that is, this sounds like a no brainer. Uh, we've also got Special K Nourish and Many Wheats Harvest Delights. You know, it does seem like the cereal guys are going hard on the more wholesome, almost artisan lines of cereal where they're adding these ingredients like quinoa lots of quinoa quinoa is so hot right now ancient grains so so hot right now everybody loves ancient grains uh they were hot millennia ago and now they're having their moment again yeah uh we've also got a kellogg's to go breakfast mix coming soon 
kind of looks like human kibble a little bit. Uh, it seems like almost a revival of the concept of fingos from the 90s. Oh, my God. Uh, we started about fingos. <laughs> man, in any timeline, at any time, you could go off about fingos. I can't believe it's been 20 years and no more than that since fingos. <laughs> um, uh, and finally, they're bringing back Kellogg's s'mores also. Uh, you know, this is one that keeps dipping in and off of shelves and will probably continue to do so. But, uh, I've written here in my, my blog entry is that we're probably not going to get a revival of S'mores Crunch cereal, which is, uh, basically a Golden Grahams, Cocoa Puffs and Marshmallow trilogy. And I can see that S'mores is clearly the new wave of s'more cereals and there will surely be no other such imitators attempting that other approach. Now, Dan, I'm looking at your reviews here, and they put apple in a cereal? Apple and cinnamon. I tend to think of apples as like a, just a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why Apple Jacks doesn't really taste like apples, because nobody's been asking for that until Yeah, but now. you're telling me Special K has gone for it. Special K Apple Cinnamon Crunch Cereal. This may be the best autumnal cereal I've ever had, and I mean Sounds that. amazing. Uh Obviously, the, the, the flakes themselves are really good. They got this sort of dehydrated apple pie spice type undertones. But the real winner here are these sort of yogurty clusters uh, that also have, they're just really creamy and they sort of give this, this um, yeah, creamy is the right word. They give a level of creaminess to the overall cereal that blends so well with the drier flakes and just diffuses an even greater level of, of uh, autumnal spice mm. into the entirety of the bowl. I really hope that this one comes back in the future. I mean, I hear, I hear that, that pumpkin spice stuff is getting pretty hot. I just hope it doesn't completely smother out all these other creative cereals in the cereal aisle. Here's hoping. Um, oh, let's see, what's up next up? Oh, uh crave how how do you feel about this new hall Hall is it halloween <laughs> i think that's how it's pronounced halloween crave halloween okay. <laughs> uh i i'm i'm gonna double down and review these at the same time as these also new kellogg's spooky licious frosted fudge pop tarts which have this sort of debonair orange cream and these spooky sprinkles also and you know the halloween crave is literally just orange crave but i love it I mean, if there's one thing I love, it's when cereals that I already like change their color, but don't do anything with the flavor. Um, and it, it totally doesn't distort my perception of how the cereal tastes at all, especially so in this Halloween Crave case, where I feel like it only makes the cereal taste more chocolatey. They, they kind of look like little, like the insides of a combo, almost, just with that, that stark cheddar orange. And it's just so fitting for the season and really makes me want to nail the box to my wall because they did nail the box art here with this colossal carnivorous crave and his gaping maw dripping with molten fudge they really went all out with this one the same with the spooky licious it's just like i could i could nail this whole pop tart to my wall it's a work of art it's not a long-lasting decor choice, though. I gotta say, there's a time, there's a limited time. Span I mean, on that. it's like jack-o'-lanterns; they're they're all gonna fall apart. Um, now, Dan, I'm a bit confused by your last review here because I could have sworn they haven't made fruit root for a couple of years. 
Yeah, well, I've been holding on to a box for three years now, since why? 2013. Yeah, why? Uh, I just I just thought it might have collector value someday, and now that it's become increasingly clear that it's kind of <laughs> worthless, I think I'm just going to dive in and try and eat it. Maybe I'll, you, Oh, you have it there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a live taste test for you right now. Okay. Oh, oh God. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just, it tastes, oh, man. It's like, uh, it, you know, it, it, it still smells. You can still smell the artificial cherry flavor just by opening the box, but the, the pieces are just like styrofoam now. And, like, obviously the corn-based monster cereal pieces have always been very, like, bland and airy, but now... Like the, those, those, their very voluminous air pockets are just full of this stale, plasticky fart gas that just exudes sarcophagus-like stank into your mouth. <laughs> uh, and like all the actual sugar sweetness has pretty much faded, and it honestly feels like they absorbed some of the taste of the bag through the years. Um, if you've never watched Gabe uh, over at Serial Time, he's still making those and probably always will. <laughs> He's eaten some old cereals before. He actually likes doing that a lot, and he'll eat some old cereals. It's interesting to see how they've held up. Yeah, I mean, this is only like a two- to three-year-old cereal right here. I can't imagine trying to eat a cereal that's been preserved for decades. Well, Dan, um, that's going to do it for us uh, for this week. But we should probably go back to the future. (laughs) Yeah, probably. I gotta get this taste out of my mouth. Whoa. <laughs> Is that what the time travel sounds like? Yeah. Um, we're just basically falling over the entire time. Welcome back to the year 2023. We hope you've enjoyed your time uh, in the past. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with us, tell us something about cereal or ask a question, how can people do that? You can go to bowl.rest and leave a voice memo or support the show or you can send an email to mail at bowl.rest that's mail at bowl.rest is there anybody that we owe uh, gratitude to dan we'd like to thank chris zabriskie for our opening theme of the sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow bria davis for doing our amazing podcast branding as well as m loper and samuel rarden for designing our empty bowl merchandise Uh, That's going to do it for us for this episode of The Empty Bowl, and thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, as Dan always says, Don't forget to drink the 10-year-old fruit brute milk that I brought back with me through the time machine. Still in my stomach. Doesn't feel great. It's replicating. It's replicating. It's (laughs) so fast. fruit brute-based organism. (laughs) It's a symbiote. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.